What's up, everybody? Welcome back to an episode of Creating Madness. I'm here with my boy, Ethan. Ethan, what's happening? Not much. How are you today, John? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing really good, actually. We're going to be reviewing Ethan's conference, the Big Ten. Fighting Eli and I are also in this conference, as Ethan's made it known. That's his favorite team. So he seems pretty excited. I'm also really excited. Really fun conference we have here. Real quickly before we get into the episode, I want to shout out Unwrapped. Uh, joining the Patreon, which we talked about a million times. Also, the other podcasts and networks, some good stuff over there. Um, and their socials. Speaking of socials, we also have some around. Ethan, tell everyone about our socials real quick. All right, check out ATR Madness. That's our Twitter. A lot of fun there. We post anytime there's a new episode. We post college basketball news. We actually have been one of the first couple to break some of the news, including recruiting news. So check that out. We do a lot of info on recruiting just talking college basketball we also have at underscore creating madness on instagram where we have a college basketball group chat which goes very hard all year round a lot of fun and once season starts you already know it's going to pick up even more yep uh instagram group chat again it's really fun when we besides make sure to dm us um so you can be in on it we've college basketball fans from all around the country first group chat is filling up very quickly though especially with the season coming so close so make sure if you want to be in the second group chat if there is one or still be in the first group chat make sure you do that as soon as possible but without further ado let's get right into it here so we have 14 teams in the big 10 rank them 14 to 1 and we're talking about them in order of that so starting off with our worst team we have the minnesota golden gophers uh this team Frankly, is not looking like a power six team this year. They lost Marcus Carr, Liam Robbins, Jamal Mashburn Jr., Brandon Johnson, and Trey Williams. Uh, they did get a lot of transfers, but I don't think they got a single transfer from a power six school. So that's really unfortunate. Um, they got Luke Lau from William & Mary, who last year averaged 17 points per game, three rebounds, and three assists, along with a steal per game. Peyton Willis from Charleston, who averaged 13.4 points per game, three uh, rebounds and three assists, uh, who also averaged a steal. Jamison Battle with George Washington, 6'7 junior, who averaged 17 points per game, five rebounds uh, and a steal. Um, and their best returner from last year, it's kind of sad to say, is uh, Eric Curry, who last year as a junior averaged three, three, one, and a steal. Uh, they also got Trayton Thompson, a freshman, who's 6'11. We don't know much about him. Uh, but we know Trayton is an athlete uh, and has some good low post moves. So that's all we know about him. But he will most likely be starting for the team this year. Shouting out someone who we actually interviewed on the show a while back over the summer is Elijah Stevens, a Lafayette transfer, who will most likely be the team's sixth man as a junior last year. Um, he averaged 16 points per game, five, re- uh, five rebounds, two and a half assists, and one and a half steals. So uh, Elijah Stevens representing our show well and put on for Lafayette as well. They also got uh, Charlie Daniels from Stephen F. Austin, who last year as a senior averaged uh, five, four, and uh, one. Uh, but overall, Minnesota's in complete rebuilding phase. Um, Coach Ben Johnson is going to have a really hard time uh, getting his team to win any games in the Big Ten with how good it is this year. And, um, yeah, they'll definitely be rebuilding. So, Ethan, get in our next team. All right. So, Penn State at the 13th spot, they bring in Micah Shrewsbury former Brad Stevens assistant. Actually, I believe he also coached at Purdue as an assistant for a time. And they're going to need that experience from a coach because this team is not set to win. It was Myrian Jones, Isaiah Brockton, Jamari Wheeler, and Trent Buttrick. 
And the one guy that you returned that I think actually has a chance to impress is Seth Lundy. Last year averaged 10 points. Yeah. I, this team's not going far this year, but they returned a couple other people. You have John Harar, who averaged 8.8 points and 8.8 boards. And then you also have Miles Dredd, 7.3 points a game. That's their big three. They have two guys transferring in who will most likely be getting 25 minutes or more a game with Jalen Pickett from Siena and Jaheim Cornwall from Gardner-Webb. They were good on their respective teams last year, but at the same time, this is the Big Ten. This is the best regular season conference in college basketball. Yeah, um, I, I would agree personally. But again, emphasis on regular season, usually don't perform in the big tournament, but that's unfortunate. Quickly before we get into our next best team, we have to mention Jamal Cornley, Penn State alum. Really great interview if you haven't seen that yet. Probably our best interview ever, honestly. Would you say, Ethan? Definitely up there for sure. Definitely one of our best ever. So make sure you go check that out. Really funny stories in there. Um, moving on to our next best team, we have Northwestern. Uh, they're highlighted by Chase DJ and Boo Booey, as his name is, Boo Booey. Uh, love that name and love these players. Uh, they actually have a pretty nice uh, front court. Seen, sorry, backcourt this year. Uh, they have Boo Booey, Tyler Berry, and Chase DJ, who last year combined averaged 27 points per game, right around six assists, uh, seven rebounds, and three steals. So this lineup has some experience also. Uh, Ty Berry was a freshman last year. Boo Boo was a, se- a sophomore last year. And Chase DJ was a sophomore last year. So they have some room to go as well. So this team will probably not be there in terms of their backcourt this year, but I can see this team next year absolutely teeing up for sure. Um, their frontcourt isn't as nice, but they still have some good players. They have Robbie Barron last year as a sophomore, average 6-3-1 um, and almost half a block. And Peter Nansen last year, who is a 6'10 senior this year, who averaged 11, 7, 2, uh, and almost a block as well. So uh, this team is a bit of rebuilding, personally. Um, and they do have some key freshmen on their team. They have Brooks Barnheiser, who we also interviewed. Uh, phenomenal dude, phenomenal player. And he looks to make some impact off the bench this year. He's most likely going to be the seventh man. So for anyone that's still interested in Brooks, that's where he is right now. Uh, they also got Julian Roper, 6'3 guard. Um, and they got Casey Simmons, 6'6 kind of wing player. Um, as for impact transfers, they got Elijah Williams and Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, last year as a senior, he's going to be a super senior this year. He averaged 14, seven and a half rebounds per game, uh, three assists per game, one and a half steals, and one and a half blocks. Really impressive stats there uh, out of Fairleigh. And yeah, so this team is essentially still in rebuilding. Uh, Northwestern did make their first tournament appearance about what, four years ago, Ethan? Sounds right. Yeah. So they haven't been back since then, but uh, this team is still in rebuilding. I We have faith in Chris Collins, um, and we can see this team rebuilding, especially with the talented freshmen they have this year and uh, you know the, the room this team has to grow. So I'm really excited to see what this team has to offer in a few years, but not necessarily this year. Even talk to us about our next best team. All right. We're moving into Iowa. Yes, the cornfield state. I know that's not what it actually is, but if you go there, that's all there is. For Iowa, you lose the former player of the year, Luca Garza, Joe Westcamp, CJ Frederick, and Jack Nunge. But on the bright side, you keep Jordan Bohannon, the McCaffrey brothers, and Keegan Murray. 
this is Keegan Murray's year to break out. I would not be surprised if we see him on like the Big Ten All Third team. But overall, it's just you you're losing three of your best players, not just last year, but ever. And I'm not sure how Iowa's gonna be able to bounce back from that. Sure, they have Payne Sanford and Riley Mulvey coming in, but overall, those freshmen, I'm not sure how much of an impact they'll have. They have a lot of sophomores coming off the bench that didn't get too much playing time. And they have Philip Rebecca from North Dakota last year. Had a great year as a senior, but I'm just not sure how Iowa's going to do this year. Everything's up in the air for this Hawkeyes team. For sure. Um, And speaking of a team that has a lot of stuff up in the air for them, uh, we have the Cornhuskers of Nebraska. Now, Ethan has them higher a lot, a lot higher actually than most uh, protected sites have them. But, you know, Ethan actually has some valid reasoning. Uh, they have a do. They do have a few key freshmen this year, including five-star Bryce McGowan, a six-six guard who uh, was one of the top players in the country last year. So they got him along with Alonzo Verge, one of the uh, three Arizona State uh, backcourt trio who made that team really good last year. Uh, he averaged fourteen four four in a steal with the Sun Devils last year. And they also have the brother of Bryce McGowan's Trey McGowan's, a senior uh, who, as a junior last year, averaged ten four two and over a steal per game. Uh, they also have in their front court, they have Lat Mayen, who last year as a junior averaged nine, five, um, an assist, along with Derek Walker, who averaged six, five, uh, one and a half, and a blue. So basically what I'm trying to say with this team is that they won't be there this year. They probably won't make the tournament, and Bryce McGowan's will probably take 20 shots a game. Um, but with the way they're recruiting their freshmen – and with the way they're getting guys uh, like freshmen like William Brandenbach, who is a four-star, right, Ethan? Yeah, I but believe also so. Also freshman um, Oleg Konajets, Konjinets, probably mispronounced that, pulled Ethan there, um, and Cora McPherson. So these are four very talented freshmen, including obviously including Bryce McGowan's. And so if they can keep on recruiting like this, if Fred Hoiberg can bring in talent like this, we don't see this team being that good this year. We had seen him being really good in a few years, especially if Bryce McGowan stays all four years like his brother. 99% chance it doesn't happen, but if it does, that'll be really good for this program. So that's all I have to say about Nebraska. Ethan, moving to our next best team. Uh, just a quick clarification. John had them lower. I had them a lot higher. I believe that Nebraska could make the tournament, but John had them that low, and he was being stubborn, and I knew I was going to be stubborn about the Illinois placement, so I let him have the Nebraska one. But let's move into the next team, which is the Wisconsin Badgers. They lose Demetric Trice, Aleem Ford, and Micah Potter, and Nate Ruvers. But, hey, they return Brad Davidson. You return a guy that seems to have been at college since I was born. Yeah, that guy's been in college for at least five years. Yeah, it's it's six or seven this year. Really? Yeah, it's insane. Brad Davidson averaged 10 points a game last year, and he's going to be the focal point of the defense and offense and everything. You have Jonathan Davis, who's looking to be a star wing as a sophomore. Last year, he, as a freshman, averaged 7 points a game, 4.1 boards, and 1.1 steals. This Wisconsin team, known for its defense. You have Tyler Wall coming in. You have Ben Carlson coming back. Those two players are going to be key producers as a six man and a starting forward for the Badgers. And then you add Chris Vaught from Cincinnati 
didn't put up the best numbers there, but if you're a seven-footer in the Big Ten, you're going to be doing something right. And then you also add Jacoby Neath from Wake Forest. He'll have to put up some numbers, and then I would expect at least a couple of the freshmen to be redshirted just because that's what Wisconsin does. They like to use their red shirts very well. And, yeah, overall Wisconsin team couldn't make the tournament. I see them more as an NIT team, but in reality, every single team from 12 up could make a postseason tournament. Yeah, we've seen over the past few years the Big Ten really likes to get teams in the tournament um, at a very high rate compared to the conferences. So we could definitely see, uh, you know, any of the teams that we've talked about very recently and relative to this episode um, and from now on going up. Uh, being in a tournament. So speaking of teams that, you know, are on the come up uh, is Rutgers. They are returning the two best players from last year, Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker, the two guys who led into their first tournament appearance since 83. That's sad, but Hey, progress is progress, right? Rutgers is usually the meme team of the big 10, but we can see still, we can still see them making the tournament this year. Um, they always have Geo Baker and Ron Harper. Uh, last year, Geo Baker put up 11, three, three and a steal. And Ron Harper put up 15, 6, 2, uh, and almost a steal. They also have returning Paul McClally, who averaged 6, 3, 3, uh, and almost a steal for the team last year. And Caleb McConnell, who last year as a junior averaged 5, sorry, 6, 4, 2, and 1.5 and steals. Um, at the big man spot, Clifford Omurui, please tell me I said that right. Uh, as a freshman last year, he averaged 4 four uh, and almost a block per game on very limited minutes. So he could be this team's X factor this year. Um, but sadly, this team lost Jacob Young to Oregon and Miles Johnson to UCLA. So not having Miles Johnson or Jacob Young is going to hurt, but that means Joe Baker and Ron Harper get more shots. So we can see Ron Harper having a hell of a year this year, frankly. Um, and if Clifford Umari pans out the way he's supposed to coming out of high school, we can see this team moving up higher. But it's going to be really dependent on their X-Factors and their star players. Uh, last but not least, they did get a few key transfers. They got Andre Hyatt from LSU, who last year as a junior averaged four, three, um, one-and-a-half assists. Uh, and Ralph Agee from San Jose State, who last year as a senior averaged 11, five, and one. So we see this team being, being very top-heavy. We see this team relying on Gio Baker and Ron Harper a lot. Kruf Umari is going to be the only one holding down the paint, so hopefully he can do that at a high level. Um yeah, but outside of that, we see this team just being very guard-heavy. So, not really much. Same old Rutgers teams as usual. So, Ethan, talk to us about our actual team. All right, we're going to move into Indiana. They lose two of some very solid players, but they add a couple more. They lose Armand Franklin and Al Durham. Both are very talented players, but they add Michael Durr, Xavier Johnson, and they add Parker Stewart. Parker Stewart, two years ago, didn't play last year at UT Martin, averaged 19.2 points per game. If you can just get half of that, that's great. Michael Durrett with USF, he'll be the big man coming off the bench to relieve Trace Jackson Davis, averaged 8.8 points and nearly eight boards with Southern Florida. And then you have Xavier Johnson, averaged 14.2 points and nearly six assists a game. With Pittsburgh, and I even forgot you have Miller Cop coming in, one of Northwestern's better players last year, averaged eleven point three points. You see, all the transfers on this team actually fit together, unlike some other teams. And then you still have Race Thompson, a redshirt senior, 
who is going to go pro after this year for obvious reasons. Averaged 9.6 boards, 1.3 blocks. And then you have Trace Jackson Davis, a player that could have gone pro. 19 points, 9 boards, 1.4 blocks a game. He's going to be on the first team all Big Ten. To be fair, the first team all Big Ten might be five big men, but Trace Jackson Davis is just insane. You still have Rob Finzi, Trey Galloway. All of the players on this Indiana team are set. You still have Christian Lander coming back after a disappointing freshman year. Enters the transfer portal, decides to stay. He's still a Hoosier. He wants to prove why he was a five-star. And then you have Tamar Bates coming in, who I believe was the number 30 player in the country. He's going to be a huge reason why Indiana is successful this year. And I could very well see him being a top lottery pick in next year's NBA draft if he has success and doesn't end up being a Christian Lander type player. Uh, I feel so bad for that guy. He had all the potential in the world, and he just kind of squealed it away. But you that's, know. What, that's what happens when you go to Indiana. Yep. Uh, unfortunately. Hey, maybe they can turn around Mike Woodson. He had that one good year with Mello. <laughs> uh, that's a, that, that's such a poverty program. Anyways, uh, moving into our next team, we have Michigan State Spartans. Um, I'm really excited about this team year, this year, frankly. Um, last year was a really weird year for all the Blue Bloods, and Michigan State was not that immune to it. They almost was their first tournament since 1997, which, speaking of, that's a really good streak to have. Um, but they just barely squeaked into the first four. But they hope to change their fortunes this year with the addition of five-star guard Max Christie. Um, one of the problems this team last year is outside of Joey Hazard, they didn't have much shooting. And Max Christie is here to address it, along with his other uh, backcourt mate, Tyson Walker from Northeastern. Uh, he was one of the best players in the country in the mid-majors last year, and he averaged a very efficient 19 points per game, two, uh, three rebounds, five assists, and over two steals per game. So that backcourt's going to be really nice. Five-star and a great mid-major player. Um, I'm also really excited about the front court. Gabe Brown, team senior leader. Uh, last year, he averaged seven, three, uh, and five – or sorry, yeah, five, five – no, sorry, he did not average five assists. He averaged 0.5 assists. I wrote that wrong on my notes. Uh, they also have Joey Hauser, one of the best shooters in the country. Uh, last year as a senior, he's going to be super senior this year. He averaged 10, 6, 2, and a little under half a steal per game. And Marcus Bingham, uh, who didn't get much playing time last year, but is one of the best shot blockers in the country. He averaged 4, 3, um, and almost one and a half blocks per game and only about 15 minutes of play. So Marcus Bingham's the type of guy who's going to have a complete breakout year this year. Um, but the guy we see actually having the biggest chance of breakout year this year is Malik Hall. Uh, last year's a sophomore, averaged five, five, and one assist per game. Um, but this six-seven guard slash wing has the potential to completely break out this year. He's been injury prone. He's had a lot of struggles at his time at Michigan State. But he, since he stuck with the program, and we think he's going to be probably the sixth man this year, maybe even a starter. Uh, we can see him having a complete breakout year. So if you hear about Malik Hall in March, just remember that we told you about it first. Um, they also have former five-star Matty Sissoko. Uh, last year's a freshman. He didn't actually put them many good stats at all. He had a uh, one and two. He averaged one and two. So he didn't have a good season at all last year, but look for this guy to maybe even break out as well. There's a lot of guys in Michigan State team who could break out. We got Marty Spang and Malik Hall and Matty Sissoko who could all break out. Uh, Julius Marble last year, another great big man, averaged four, two, uh, and nearly blocked for him. Uh, this is the type of guy you can plug in. He's a glue guy. He can shoot. He can defend. And he's been really fun to watch this year. Um, they also have a. They also have four other freshmen, including that, uh, not including Max Christie. They have Jaden Atkins, Pierre Brooks, 
uh, Keon Coleman and Peter Nwoke. So this is going to be the squad that we be rolling within a few years from now. Uh, Tom is just really good about getting guys and keeping them on the team for a really long period of time. So make sure uh, you can remember these guys and think about them for later. Um, but this team this year is going to be very senior-led, very team-oriented, and, you know, time's winding down. you got Tyson Walker and Max Tristy to give you the big shots, maybe even Joey Hauser. So I'm really excited to see what this team can do. And I think this team is really fun to watch. Typical Tom Izzo teams, great defense, uh, and this year some great shooting as well to help out from last year. So Ethan, bring us into our top five. All right, let's talk about Maryland here. They lose Aaron Wiggins and Daryl Morsell. Those two are going to hurt, but at the same time, they retain three of their best players with Eric Ayala, Hakeem Hart, and Dante Scott. Those three are going to be their upperclassmen core that have been there for a while, but they do add a couple nice little freshmen, mainly Julian Reese and Ike Cornish, who are both going to have some very good roles off the bench. And then you add four transfers that are going to be in the rotation for sure. Xavier Green with Old Dominion. He averaged about seven points and four boards a game. Very solid player. He'll be a good, like, what's the term, glue guy off the bench for the Terrapins. You have Ian Martinez from Utah, another glue guy as a guard. He'll be in there to replace Fats Russell, the Rhode Island guard, who averaged nearly 15 points, four and a half boards, four and a half assists, and nearly two steals a game. Look for Fats Russell to show out on his way to being a pro. And do. And Qudis Wahab, I know I mispronounced that, John, you don't need to text me. George, from Georgetown, 12.7 points, 8.2 boards, and 1.6 blocks. This team really built around their core with the transfers and the freshmen, and I really do like what Maryland's doing here. I think that Maryland has a chance to potentially even compete for a title if all goes well. Obviously, not likely, but there's always a chance, especially as you get to the top parts of the Power Six conferences. Yep. Uh, so let's move into our fourth best team. Consensus is, is this seems usually higher, but we see this team being a little bit lower than the consensus, but uh, you'll see what I mean in just a second. Um, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, they do lose Dwayne Washington and C.J. Walker, who were two key pieces from last year, but they also retain E.J. Liddell as being one of the best players in the country, period. Uh, and just assuming they also had four star slash five star freshman where you look Malik Branham, who came from St. Vincent, St. Mary's, which many of you all know is LeBron's former high school. And they also had Jamari Wheeler from Penn State. So this team is going to be really good this year. Um, starting off with their backcourt, Jamari Wheeler from Penn State just talked about him for two seconds, but you know, he averaged seven for uh, three and a half and almost two super game in Happy Valley. This guy's a true point guard. He's going to distribute the ball. He's going to be a great perimeter defender. He's going to be a great leader for this team. He's a redshirt senior, super senior five-year player. Uh, next up in their projected starting five, we have Malik Brenham, four-star, four-star slash five-star, top 30 player in the country from St. Vincent, St. Mary High School in Akron, Ohio. This guy's a freak athlete, and he also has a strap on him, a good jump shot for anyone who doesn't know what that means. Um, so watch out for this guy to get some quality playing time this year. Maybe not the most shots gets to the talent on this team, but a fair amount you know, he, they did bring him in for a reason. He's a really good freshman. They also have Justice Suing, who's a key part in last year's team. Uh, he averaged 11, five and a half boards, one and a half assists, and nearly a steal per game. Um, and then we have EJ Liddell, most likely going to be a first-team All-American this year, maybe even second team. We'll see where he goes. But definitely first-team All-Big Ten, uh, as he was last year. As a sophomore, 
as a sophomore, he averaged 16, six and a half, two assists per game, and a little over a block per game. And he was usually playing the five as a six, seven junior. So this team likes to run small, and I really respect it because it's worked a lot outside of the first round last year. Don't meme on them that much. Uh, last year, or last but not least here, uh, around there the front court, we have Kyle Young, 6'8", redshirt senior, super senior. Uh, he averaged 9, 5.5, uh, 1.3, and a little under a steal per game last year. Um, for a 6'8", big man, having a little under a steal is pretty good. Um, Kyle Young's type of guy who's not going to be as impactful on the score sheet, but he will impact you with his perimeter defense and hustle plays. Um, common theme of this team, hustle plays, by the way. Justice Stewing, EJ Adele, and Dwayne Washington all last year made some really nice hustle plays every single game. So expect for this team to out-hustle the other team. So coach Chris Holton coaches them. Um, key points on their bench, Cedric Russell last year, Louisiana averaged 17, three and a half, um, and 1.2 steals as a junior. And Zed Key last year as a freshman, averaged five, three, uh, and nearly a block per game as a six, eight big man. Um, but overall, this team likes to run small. And against teams like Illinois and Michigan, this might not fare as well, but against a lot of other teams with big men who aren't as athletic as is mobile, uh, putting AJ Adele or Kyle Young on three-point line is going to really stretch them out. And it's going to be really fun basketball to watch. If you want to watch something like the Warriors version of college basketball, just tune into this team. It's super fun. Five out spacing, great passing, and great shooting. Um, but we see this team being a top 25 team consistently throughout the whole year and also not getting upset in the first round like they were last year. So, Ethan, take us to our top two. All right. Well, top three. Top three, my bad. top three, my bad. Yeah. Unless you want to skip one of these three, but we're going to go into Illinois. I would love three. to skip Illinois, actually. Yeah, I'm sure you would. After a devastating loss last year, Io DeSumo, Georgie Bishanzvili, and Adam Miller are all gone. Io to pro. Georgie went pro. I'm not sure what's happening with that. And Adam Miller to LSU, sadly, towards ACL. But they add Alonzo, Alfonso Plummer, Omar Payne, and then they add three freshmen, Ramses Melendez, Luke Good, and Brandon Punchyansky. And they also had a former D2 guy in Austin Hutchinson who wasn't there last year because of injury, but a lot of people are high on him. Starting projected lineup, Andre Cuberlo, going to be a top 10 point guard this year, going to be a top 10 player in the Big Ten. Last year averaged nine points per game, 4.2 assists. One off in the three games where Iowa was hurt. Trent Frazier coming back for his fifth year. One of the best defenders, probably the best perimeter defender in the Big Ten. Averaged 10 points a game, 1.3 steals. Devontae Williams, the glue guy who's come off the bench or started, depending on the game for Illinois, the past four years of his career. You know, Jacob Grandison, a former transfer, who's been one of the better also glue guys. His stats don't show it, but he can shoot the three. He can get the ball wherever. He's one of the better defenders. And then, obviously, Kofi Coburn, 17.7 points, 9.5 boards, 1.3 blocks. Should average a double-double this year with points and rebounds. Then you have Alfonso Plummer, 13.6 points per game with Utah. Going to be a knockdown shooter off the bench. Omar Payne with Florida. He's going to be the backup big man along with Coleman Hawkins. Both of those two players should actually have very solid years this year. And then Austin Hutchinson, a guy that John Rothstein and Brad Underwood are both very high on. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yep, um, great review in Illinois, and I hope they don't lose in the second round this year to Sister Jean's team because that was a really funny seeing your reaction last year. That was a mini meltdown from you, and um, yeah, it wasn't as bad as ACU with Texas, but you know, uh, we did just down on our luck last year as college basketball fans. Moving on from the sadness, uh, we have our number two team in 
all the Big Ten. We have Purdue. Um, some people have them at one. Some people have them at two. You can intermatch them with a number one team, which I think you can guess who that is. But nonetheless, uh, we still see Purdue as one of the best teams in the country. Top five team, maybe top six or top seven, but we'll see. So they're returning almost all their best players from last year. They only lose Aaron Wheeler, but I think he was only their third best scorer. But nonetheless, uh, we have a fully functional starting five. And what I mean by fully functional is all five starters are returning. Um, and I think almost every single other person on the roster is returning. So starting off, we have Eric Hunter, the 6'4 point guard. Uh, he's going to be leading this team kind of a floor general type deal with uh, the other backcourt mate that we're about to mention in just a second. Uh, last year as a junior, he averaged nine points per game, two rebounds, three assists, and a steal. And we have Jaden Ivey as a freshman last year, uh, averaged 11, three, two, and nearly a steal per game and nearly a block per game as well. We're really high on this kid. Played the United team, global United States team this year, and did really well against some of the t- best competition for his age in the world. And we're really excited to see what we can do this year. We think he has a chance to make the uh, Big Ten All-First team. So we'll see what we can do. They also have Steph- Sasha Stefanovic, super senior last year, who averaged 10 points per game, nearly 10 points per game, sorry. Uh, 2.6 rebounds, 2.6 assists, uh, nearly a steal. Uh, he's going to be rounding out their backcourt. Moving into the frontcourt, we have Mason Gillis, uh, Richard sophomore. But as a sophomore last year, he averaged five, uh, four, one and a half assists, um, and nearly half a steal per game. And the centerpiece of their team will be Trevion Williams, the 6'10 senior. Uh, last year's junior, he averaged 15 and a half points per game, nearly 10 boards, 2.3 assists and nearly a steal and nearly a block. This guy is one of the best players in the country. Again, most likely a lock for first-team All-America, um, and we're really excited to see what this guy can do. He is a phenomenal player and a phenomenal teammate as well. He's a great leader, and he's a double-double machine. So, they also have some guys at their bench. Brandon Newman, 6'5 guard. Last year as a sophomore, he averaged 8, 3.5, and 1.3 assists per game, while also averaging nearly a steal per game. And they have the 7-4 mammoth, Zach Eady. As only a freshman last year, he averaged nine, four and a half boards, and a block per game. I wasn't in that much playing time, almost 20 minutes per game. Uh, another guy who's going to get some playing time is Caleb First. Uh, great recruit they got, four-star, uh, 6'10", really athletic. Kind of built like, kind of built like Trayvon Williams in the sense that he's going to get you a lot of double-doubles. Early seed in high school and was great uh, on the AU circuit. Uh, and they also got Brian Waddell. Um, six, seven guard slash forward player. Uh, he's probably not going to get that much playing time this season, but he's still going to be a contributor on this team. Um, overall Purdue has a very well-rounded team. They have depth at every spot. They have, a, they have depth at the big man spot, guard spot, forward spot, you name it. They have it there. And their starting five is also really talented. So it's looking for this team to be consistently in the top 10, maybe even the top five throughout the whole year. We'll see. But Ethan, talk to us about our best team projected, at least in the big 10 Michigan Wolverines. All right, Jawan Howard, Brad Underwood's kid, finally has a team that can compete and will compete for the national title. You lose Franz Wagner, Mike Smith, Isaiah Livers, John D. Brown. But you know what? That's all right, because you are bringing in Devontae Jones, Caleb Houston, Musa Diabiate, and Kofi Bufkin, and a couple other very solid freshmen all the while while returning a top-two player in the Big Ten and a top-two perimeter defender in the Big Ten. Hunter Dickinson is going to be competing for the Big Ten Player of the Year award here. 
You have Caleb Houston, who might be the freshman of the year, not just in the Big Ten, but in the entire country. And then you have Brandon Johns, who's going to be coming into his own as a senior and will be the glue guy for Michigan that they need. Devontae Jones, Coastal Carolina, averaged 19 points a game, 7.3 boards at 6-1. He's going to go off with his lightning-quick reflexes and speed, and this is going to be just a fun starting five to watch. And then you add Musa Dibiate in there, who's going to be coming off the bench at the start, maybe even starting. You have a starting lineup of Caleb Houston, Musa Dibiate, Hunter Dickinson, Eli Brooks, and Devontae Jones. I'm not sure how my teams could be able to guard that. And then you also add Kofi Bufkin, Frankie Collins. Then you still have Zeb Jackson, and you still have a couple other freshmen. You still have Jace Howard, who is Juwan's son. Overall, this team is set for a while, and Michigan should compete for the title. Yep. Um, and Ethan also wants to talk about uh, our projected awards for the Big Ten. A lot of good guys in this list, and I'm really excited to hear it. Ethan, what's happening with that? All right. So, player of the year, I'm going to obviously go Kofi Coburn. Hunter Dickinson and him will compete. I believe that Kofi will have the better stats, and as long as Illinois is top three in the Big Ten, I think you give it to Kofi. Obviously, if Dickinson has better stats, Michigan's higher, you give it to Dickinson. As for defensive player of the year, that's tough. Jay Nivey's had so much improvement going into the season. It's really looking like him. But at the same time, Trent Frazier, Kofi Coburn, and Jamari Wheeler are all right there. You can even throw in Eli Brooks. You could throw in a lot of people. Devontae Williams from Illinois. There's three Illinois top defenders. You have Seth Lundy on Penn State. You have Ron Harper Jr., there's so many players that can compete for the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. And then freshman of the year, Caleb Houston, absolute baller, 6'8". He's going to be able to play the one through five for Michigan if they need him to. He's going to put up numbers. He's going to get them wins. And overall, this is just going to be such a fun Michigan team to watch with Caleb Houston on it. And he will be a top 10 pick in the draft next year. All right, well... That seems to be the end of our Big Ten review, and that's actually the end of our conferences review. Uh, just to put a re- quick uh, cap on the series, we love doing it. We went over every single conference in college basketball, so there's literally any conference you want to listen to or about, we've done it. We've done our whole conference review leading up to the season, uh, but I think we have, what, even like three, two or three more episodes lost until the season starts, right? Yeah, I believe so. So we have two or three more episode slots. Uh, well, you know... We will let you all know the specifics on Twitter and Instagram um, about how that's going to work. But we're just going to do a few episodes leading up to the season. You know, most impactful coaching hires, uh, biggest games to watch out for on opening day, uh, stuff to look out for like that. Maybe even players who look funny or have funny names. Uh, we have no, we have no idea. But you know, yeah, best D three players that look funny. You'll see John Crevely on that list in a couple of years. <laughs> Very funny. Ethan, uh, no disrespect to D3 basketball. We love D3 basketball. Probably where I'll be playing in a few years, but uh, that's that's very hopeful. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's that's really it, though. Ethan, you got anything else to say? Nope, not really. All right. So make sure to look out for our new episodes. Uh, we have two or three more for the college basketball season starts, and that's about it. So uh, we will see y'all later, and have a great day.